Let's go. Hey, we're back, everybody. Welcome. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jim. Uh, it's good Monday, and uh, glad we won. It was a uh, you know good way to start the new year. So back down in Tampa now, and it's a beautiful day. So getting ready for the last game of the year, it's hard to imagine. The new year's upon us, and then the end of the football season's here. And after this, you know, there's only 14 teams that'll be moving on to, to uh, the first round of the playoffs. So you've probably been asked this 67 times because it was your 67th comeback. So that means you've been asked 650,000 times uh, to try and describe it. So this won't be any different. You're 93 yards away, two minutes left in the game, no timeouts. Uh, you hit on a fourth down to uh, break before to keep the game within reach. They fail on a quarterback sneak that would have ended the game, uh, Zach Wilson. And now you're left to figure this out. Without so much of your offense, Antonio Brown's out of the game. Godwin, we know, is out of the game. Fournette's out of the game. You got a bunch of folks out there who you got to depend on. You do have Gronk and so forth, but you got 90, 93 yards. What goes through your mind, having had the experience so many times? You know you can get it done, but there's a lot of unfamiliar people out there. Yeah, it's just that, you know, we've, you know, this this team this year, you know, every year you have face different challenges and adversities and um you know everyone would think okay great you guys won the super bowl last year and you signed all your guys back it'll be just like last year from the opening day we lost sean murphy bunting on the i don't know second quarter of the game uh by week four our secondary was decimated um you know dealt with different things on the defensive side of the ball with some injuries and then within the last few weeks lost you know chris godwin to injury leonard fournette to injury um, you know, wasn't sure if Mike was going to play, um, a B obviously, you know, different players at different times have gone out. We picked up Rashad Perriman you know, he wasn't even a part of what we were thinking earlier in the season. So it just every year, something different and every year, everyone wants to make predictions in week one. And the reality is you never know what you are until you get all the way through the season and you gotta, you gotta play them all. You gotta play all 17 games. You're going to deal with different you know, look at all the different things we face with coronavirus this year, the whole COVID situation, the whole NFL changed from week one to week 17. Now it's an entirely new thing that we're all working on that we're all dealing with. And, you know, this team and our team, what we make of the remaining part of the season will be up to us and what we do. So I really want to focus on, you know, what's ahead of us um, and as great as a win as it was yesterday, you know, we're going to have to find ways to win different ways. We won differently in Carolina a few weeks ago. We won differently uh, yesterday. And the important thing is we is we win. And we developed some confidence in some players that didn't have the same role that we had last year. And, you know, we're just going to keep fighting like we always do. That's what you as players do. You show a lot of resilience. You show a lot of mental toughness. You show a lot of determination. And, um, you know, you just keep fighting until the end. And that's what we did yesterday. Explain to the folks, do you have the same amount of confidence with guys you don't know well out on the field as you do with everybody else? Because clock's winding down. You're really calm. You're kind of moseying. And I don't know if that's just part of your MO or if you're doing it on purpose so other people don't panic. But what's your level of confidence when when – you don't know necessarily the exact moves of the guys that you have out on the field because you haven't worked with them. 
there's a lot of newness, you know, and that's why we practice, you know, throughout the course of the week, we do a lot of walkthroughs. We talk through different situations and scenarios because in football, you only have 46 guys active for the game. And, you know, a few guys go out. Now you got guys in different roles. And as much as you'd love the continuity of, you know, the same guys in there every week, the reality of that happening is almost nil in the NFL on a, on a week to week basis. So you've got to develop chemistry with other players and different guys have to step in. And Tyler Johnson made some huge plays for us yesterday. Obviously Mike did Cyril did Le'Veon Bell made some plays for us. Gronk had a great game. Cam Braid had a great game. Um, you know, we're, we're using some more uh, bigger groupings. So OJ Howard's playing a bigger role. Josh Wells is playing a bigger role. So, you know, different guys are filling in different spots and the goal is to find production and the production is move the ball down the field and score points. And I think a lot of it is, you know, you see in different sports, you know, injuries are such a part of every sport. Um, you know, you look at the last year's basketball season, you look at, you know, baseball seasons, you know, we get to this time of the year. And once you advance past this game, it's the final game of the season into the postseason. You know, the health of the team is is so critical to whether you're going to be successful or not. And I'd say one thing about what we learned about last year is we had a lot of healthy players at the end of last season. That was a great advantage for us going into the even though we were 11 five in the in the regular season. You know, we finished really strong in the playoffs because our guys were available. They played well. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue to get guys healthy over the, this week and we don't have any, you know, significant injuries. And then we can, you know, go into our first postseason game as healthy as possible. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse. Celebrate your next special occasion at Morton's. It's the prime place to take your special someone for that perfect steak and an unrivaled dining experience. Visit mortons.com for reservations. So you hit Grayson, and and I know you tell us all the time it's hard to win a game in the NFL, but everybody else watching doesn't expect that you're going to struggle against uh, the Jets. Just not what everybody believes is going to happen at this time of year as, as the defending champions, be it with the injuries or not. Grayson makes the catch. You make the throw. You, you, you execute the drive. You go for the two points. Is there relief or ecstasy and joy? Oh, man. Uh Different than when I was 25 years old. I'd say that. I'd say if I was 25, there would have been a lot of joy. And uh, yesterday was probably uh, a lot of fun. Um, definitely some joy, you know, certainly in the locker room after the game with my teammates and and just, uh, you know, realizing what we had accomplished. And to go 93 yards in just over two minutes feels really good with no timeouts. And our defense made plays. And I think that's a great part about football is, you know, yeah, we went – 93 yards, but we needed our defense to make a stop and we got it. You know, they went for it on fourth and two. They had a pretty courageous call from their head coach. You know, they ran a play. It didn't work. We got the ball. We had a chance. And, uh, you know, we made play after play on that drive, the line block rate, different receivers caught balls. And it ended up being really one of the great wins, you know, that we've had. And yeah, you do expect a four and 11 team to come out and play the way they played. I thought they played great. That's the thing in the NFL. They didn't play like a four and 11 team yesterday. If they played like they did yesterday against a lot of teams, they would be a lot better in four and 11 and that can happen. You know, they played really good football. They didn't turn the ball over. They ran the ball extremely well. Um, they were ahead basically the entire game. They played really well. I thought they rushed the passer. Well, they played some good coverages. They had some good disguises. So they played a good game of football and anytime an NFL team plays well, it's going to be hard to beat them. I don't care if it's the jets, the chiefs, 
if it's the Steelers or if it's, you know, the Patriots, if you play well, you give yourself a great chance to win. And um, we didn't necessarily play great, but in the, in the end, we made enough plays situationally to find a way to win, which ultimately in the end, that's, that's all that matters. Tom, sometimes it hurts when you win. And uh, I don't recall watching one of your games uh, before where, where I had a feeling of sadness uh, with this victory. Uh, and that's because of Antonio Brown and what happened with him during the game. Tom, from your perspective, you're trying to rally the team at that time from down 14. Antonio's not in the game, and you're moving down the field. From your perspective, can you tell us what happened and, and what was going on with you in relationship to Antonio? Yeah, I didn't, you know, understand uh, kind of what was happening until after the game. And, um, you know, I didn't understand what transpired. And I saw after the game, Mike was trying to talk to Antonio. And so was OJ. And I know Bruce was also. And, um, you know, again, it was just a, a very difficult situation for everybody involved. I've known Antonio for a couple of years now, you know, pretty closely. And, you know, we've obviously been teammates. And um, I would just say I, I love him. I care about him. Um, and I have a lot of compassion. I have a lot of empathy for the things that, uh, are happening in his life. So it's a lot of challenges we all face from time to time. I think the best thing is to have a support system, even outside of football, because again, yeah, we are football players. We're athletes. Uh, we give everything we can on the field, but we also have off field lives too. And, um, and I'm going to continue to do everything I can to try to, you know, be a great friend and supportive to Antonio and the things he's going through. Tom, we've seen a lot of mental health issues, uh, and they've come to light with Simone Biles in the Olympics last year, Naomi Osaka as she was pursuing uh, her tennis tournaments. Uh, you go back to the documentary uh, that was highlighted by Michael Phelps uh, on HBO and, and his struggles. Uh, A.J. Brown of the Titans uh, recently has, uh, has detailed some of his problems, uh, as did Kevin Love uh, in the NBA. How much of this goes on and how much of these people coming forward will make this easier for guys uh, who are going through these things to, to make this public and to get the help that's necessary as opposed to trying to keep it internally? I think, you know, as Leo alluded to a lot of those players, you know, I think about Ricky Williams. I think about, you know, Calvin Ridley this year, a young player for the Atlanta Falcons that stepped away from the game. And um, again, I don't think anyone's living in anyone else's shoes. So you don't necessarily know what other people are going through. Um, all you do is, you know, you're, you show up to work every day and you try to do your job and you obviously recognize there's a, a lot of teammates in a locker room and you build relationships, with those teammates. Um, and I've done it for a long period of time for a lot of years and you get to know people, you really try to do everything you can to help them. And, um, you know, I think we, you know, my dad said something the other day, he said, look, all we can do is the best we can do with the opportunities that are presented to us, you know, and whatever that means for different people, whether it's on the field, off the field, family life, professional life, I'm going to try to do the best I can do with the circumstances that I'm presented before me as a person. And I try to live with integrity. I try to live with honesty. And, um, you know, I care about people beyond the football field as well. So, again, it's a very difficult situation that everyone's dealing with. And it's shown itself, obviously, in this example yesterday, but um, it showed itself in the Olympics with Simone Biles. And she came out and she spoke quite a bit about it. So um, it's definitely more prevalent than we used to think. You know, we used to think that we were just all, uh, you know, robots out there and we go out there and play and, you know, and it's more than that now. And I think there's a recognition of that. And we're all 
there's a humanity to everything that we're doing out there. And, um, you know, it's very comforting to know that people are seeing athletes in deeper ways than just their potential on the field as well. You know, and we saw this many years ago, and there's a lot of examples, but one that I'm personally familiar with is Mike Tyson and, and, and his struggles and, you know, the roller coaster of a life that he has led and the help that he has gotten and the, uh, the trials and tribulations, and, and, and it hasn't been easy for him, and it hasn't been easy for the public to view this. He's gone on and, and now has a public life, and people are accepting of it. One can only hope that for Antonio Brown as he moves forward in his life. And, and it's an awkward transition here, Tom, but the final thought on Antonio, the guy's a great football player, an incredible talent. He's, he's Jerry Rice out there, which makes all of this even, even more complicated and sad because of just how great he is. I'm sure you're going to miss that, not only as a teammate on the field, but just as a football player to see such a thing of beauty, not, not being able to perform anymore, at least seemingly not being able to. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, again, I think for people on the outside looking in who aren't familiar with all the, you know, different normal aspects of, of what happens in a team, you know, it's just, you want to look at one situation and categorize something in a certain way. And, um, you know, life isn't like that. And, you know, for the guys on the team who, uh, you know, are working hard every day to commit themselves to what our goals are, you know, we've got to continue to focus on that. And Antonio is a great player and extremely talented player. And, you know, we all want the best for him. We really do. I think there's a very supportive group of teammates and coaches, and it's, it's just a very difficult situation for everybody. I don't think there's a great way to sum anything up other than to say that he has a lot of you know, supportive teammates, and I'm certainly one of them. I love them, and I'm always here for them. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with the insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve, USAA Insurance. USAA! Much more with Tom Brady here on Let's Go on Sirius XM when we return. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. Snake nailed it's it. It's true. Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring, probably by Snake Hagen. That was quick this week, Snake. You're all over it. That was like the referee that called me for a delay game yesterday. He was on me like, like, like white on rice, so he got it. Just like Ring Alarm, go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Maybe we can get that referee to work for Ring. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, he threw a quick flag on me. I'll tell you, if, if someone was breaking into the house, he'd have been on it just as they were opening the door. So if that referee's as great as Ring, us quarterbacks are in for some trouble. There you go. 
All right, Tom, another favorite uh, subject of yours is interceptions. Well, you threw one yesterday uh, to uh, Brandon Eccles. Uh, he was quite proud of that there at the end of the half. They went down and got a field goal. And after the game, he ran across the field with the ball and a pen, and he graciously signed it. Uh, is that the first time that's ever happened? <laughs> that was that was the first time. That was uh, what a nice guy, young player. It was actually uh, it was kind of flattering. It's not often I've signed an interception ball, too. I think that's the first time. So I don't necessarily like signing mistakes. Let me just say that. So that, uh, that's the last time I'm going to do that. And uh, I know it's the season of giving. I don't plan on giving any more gifts to people for that either. It's much better to receive than give from from my standpoint as a quarterback. It's a bit like the captain of the Titanic uh, autographing the iceberg. <laughs> that was a big mistake. You're right about that. Mine didn't quite have the same implications, but I, I see what you're getting at. You now got the Carolina Panthers. They're coming to town. You played them a couple of weeks ago, uh, beat them, and uh, – your position, while not set, you'll be the second, third, or fourth seed, I guess, uh, after this weekend. Looks like you're locked in here pretty good at third. A chance to move up, depending upon some of the other circumstances and outcomes. What are you trying to accomplish on Sunday? Are you trying to get these guys who you haven't played with uh, the necessary reps? Uh, do you concern yourself with injury? How do you approach this game? I think you go and you play to win, and you play hard, and you play tough, and you put together a plan, and you keep sharpening the sword. You know, I been on a lot of teams at the end of the year and there's only one way to play and it's with everything you got. So I don't think you go in half-hearted. I don't think you go in there ill-prepared. I think you go in there and you try to keep everything firing on all, on all cylinders, just like you need it to. And um, you're, you're going to have bumps and bruises. Guys are gonna, you know, it's football. It's a demolition derby out there. There's shots you take and it's, it's pretty tough, but at the same time, you know, we're fighting for something. And if we can win and we get a little help from the Niners beating the Rams, we could be the two seed, which would be pretty important. And, um, you know, the higher seed, the better opportunity you have in the postseason. We're obviously at the three seed now. And if we win and get some help, we can advance the two seed. So that'd be a great accomplishment. Personal records, you set them every week. You've told us in the past they don't mean a whole lot. But this is pretty interesting. You're just 10 yards away from your first ever season of 40-plus touchdowns and 5,000-plus passing yards how meaningful and important would that be to you well you know how i feel about individual awards so i definitely uh you know they're all flattering and they're definitely team awards you know it means we're being productive on offense i mean 10 yards away that's pretty cool to get to 5,000 yards i mean that's that's pretty good passing year i'd say i don't think coach arians will pull like a coach belichick and call only three passing plays like they did against the bills a few <laughs> weeks ago so i think we might have a decent shot to get 10 passing yards all the injuries that you guys have sustained on both sides of the ball, what do you expect from those folks coming back as you get ready for the playoffs? And can you pick things right back up yeah. if a guy's been out for several yeah. weeks or it's months? Tough. How does yeah. he do when he comes back? Is he ready to play? It's a good point, and it's tough. It's tough to just jump into it. You know, football's not like that. It's, you know, it's like anything. You know, the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. You sit out for a few weeks and think that there's very few players I've ever had. There's one player that, sat out for like six weeks. I think Dion Branch, uh, he tore his MCL on a Hail Mary when we played the Arizona Cardinals. I think that was 03 or 04. And he sat out like six weeks. He came back. His first game was against the Kansas City Chiefs. And he played like he had missed a beat. And I haven't had too many players outside of that moment where they had missed that many games and all of a sudden come back and play as if they didn't miss anything at all. So that was pretty... Um, you know, pretty unique to be able to do. You got to really 
use the practice as the opportunity to try to get yourself in game form. And that's, that's a challenge. So um, who knows what it's going to be like. We'll deal with that when that comes. I think as far as this week goes, we got all hands on deck, got to go win a game, got to finish the season strong. It's a division opponent. We played them a week ago and um, you know, they'll be fired up for the last game of the year. We got to go out there and we got to play a great game. Well, we're going to talk about your practice sessions. Let's remind everybody that Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey. Play your favorite online slots or table games like Blackjack, Roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. So, Tom, uh, we've often talked about everybody having a camera in their phone and that these things are prevalent, so every Every one of your moves is uh, always now being documented. And I said oh to you many years ago, personally, when we were just out in Los Angeles walking the street and everybody wanted a picture, I said, has this become difficult for you and the bane of your existence? And you had just a great answer. You said, no, not really. And I said, why not? And you said, because I like to use them too. So that was just a terrifically true. humble answer, and it was great. But Very that true. camera yep. got used against you in practice last week as you were trying to hit some targets. Oh, God. And you smacked those targets pretty good. And then in a celebration, you kind of uh, <laughs> gave a pelvic, you kind of gave a pelvic thrust expression to uh, show your teammates that joy. It went viral. Yeah. You, you used on social media Joe Buck saying, What a disgusting display in reference to uh, what Randy Moss had done many years ago uh, before yeah. he was your teammate. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Upon further review, I, Tom, how are you feeling about that? I, I was pretty excited. I won the quarterback competition over the other quarterbacks, the accuracy challenge. I think I was pretty happy. There was some debate, which is why I think I was so animated. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I guess it's a big deal. Those are just very typical movements that I do. There's a lot of pliability movements I do to open up my hips. So I don't know why, what the problem was with that. That was just, you know, pretty routine for me. I know it doesn't happen every day, but um, I'm sure my kids will be, using that video to torture uh, and embarrass me for the rest of their lives as well as my life. So I'm going to refrain from any more of those types of celebrations going forward. Um, and hopefully no more viral moments from my practice celebrations. I was concerned uh, quite possibly that you might throw out a hip and that could be a career ending. You know, you'd have to have that <laughs> hip replaced and that would have, that's how your career might've ended. Uh, I'm not that old for God's sakes. I'm not that old. I'm up there for, for, for my job. Yes. But for in real life, no. So we're, we'll, we'll get, I'm going to keep those hip thrusts to a minimum though. I will keep make Alex's job a little bit easier. Those cameras are everywhere, Tom. Everywhere. I know. I know. Believe me, there's no more shake and bake. There's no more, you know, anything's like that. I'm just, I'm just going to celebrate humbly and victoriously and walk off the field and collect the money that I won from those quarterbacks like I did last week. We'll also tell you that it takes an expert. And if you're working with an expert in refinancing a home, you want that to be an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Big Ben Roethlisberger, Tom. Uh... Yeah. By all indications, and even by his own his own uh, statement, uh, this in all likelihood is going to be his final game uh, in Pittsburgh as a Steeler. Um, you've had this experience before, but you didn't know that it was going to be the end of your Patriots career. And while you might have had an indication, it certainly wasn't as public as Ben has made it. So you have somewhat of an idea what he might be going through. Can you explain it? 
Well, I mean, I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for Ben and uh, his playing days and to play for one organization in in Pittsburgh where football is paramount. It's it's a great organization. He's been an unbelievable player. You know, I played against him his first year. They were 15 and one. We beat him in the AFC championship game. He's been an unbelievable championship level quarterback for that organization for a long time and has accomplished some amazing things. And, uh, you know, I'll be watching tonight and I'll be watching the reception from the crowd. I'm sure it's going to be an electric night in Pittsburgh. Which leads us to John Madden. Big Ben was an all Madden type of player. Tough guy from a yeah. tough city yeah, and sure a was. winner. And, uh, the tributes and accolades and the impact that John Madden has been well chronicled and documented uh, since last Tuesday uh, with his untimely passing. Um, I loved Coach Madden, knew him quite well, and I know you did as well. Uh, yeah. He called your first Super Bowl, yeah. and uh, you've been on the cover of Madden twice, including this year. You did a great commercial with him. All that time ago, way back when, yeah. believe it or not, for Sirius XM. I here's know. What it, here's what it was back in 2004. Check it out. You can get the entire NFL on this. You mean every game, every week? Yeah. It's my new favorite receiver. Really? And big news from the Patriots. Tom Brady has a new favorite receiver. I thought I was his favorite receiver. Only Sirius Satellite Radio gives you the entire NFL with this exclusive NFL Sunday Drive. Get the NFL your way with Sirius Satellite Radio. I got to get one for the cruiser. Wow. Amazing memories. And uh, I remember that commercial like it was yesterday. We were in a parking lot in Southern California. I think it was in one of the stadium parking lots. And uh, we were there for probably four or six hours. It was a really hot day. And we were literally in this car, an old kind of convertible soft top car and it was we were both roasting in this car and it took a bunch of takes he was so talented and gifted and he made me feel so comfortable i mean here's this big imposing figure i was still relatively young 2004 or so um you know and that was john madden you know and i had a lot of productions meetings with him he obviously called the first super bowl but got to know him over a long period of time and he just had an unbelievable way about him communicating the game of football to to uh to an unbelievable television audience. And he just made it fun for everybody from Thanksgiving day, giving out the turducken, you know, the turkey inside the duck, inside the chicken. And, you know, it was, you know, from the time I was a kid, I played Madden. And the fact that I'm on the cover of Madden, you know, it's just, it's very surreal. And he grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I was always a huge fan, obviously, before I got a chance to meet him and was more of a fan after I met him. And uh, so many people have gave amazing tributes and uh, you know, he was a football icon and a football legend and uh, it transcended just the sport. You know, he communicated it to the, to the regular fan in a way that he made everyone love it. And he made every day that he broadcast it, coached it, you know, football was a better sport when it, with him in it. What did being on the all Madden team mean to guys across the league? Amazing, you know, because everyone respected him so much. Everyone, when he showed up at the facility to watch practice, you know, it was it was one of the football icons that did. And, you know, you'd sit down in a production meeting, he'd ask you about things. And it was almost like he was scouting you, you know, and he'd tell me about this, tell me about this. And it was dead silent. Everyone had so much respect for him. And, uh, you know, if he liked you, 
you know, and he liked hard and tough nosed players. You know, he's a great Raider coach and he wanted the game to be played the right way. And, uh, you know, if you love football and you loved the sport, the authentic part of what the sport's all about, you know, coach Madden loved you. And, uh, he loved old school football, tough, hard nosed football, uh, mental, physical toughness, uh, playing the game with respect for your opponent. And, um, that's, you know, that's what his legacy is beyond that as an amazing broadcaster and bringing his view of sports to millions and millions of people certainly be missed. He will be missed. He was a great man. Uh, I loved him. Like I said, and one of the great honors in my life was working with John at CBS on, uh, his games with Pat Summerall from time to time. And, uh, also on the NFL today and believe it or not, Tom, I was named to the all Madden team as the backup kicker. Yeah, the backup kicker. Not the many of those. Kicker. And I got it here to prove it on the original poster. And I've kept this see. all these years. To the backup wow. kicker on the all Madden team. John Madden. Maybe the maybe the only one that's ever been named to that position. Congratulations. The backup kicker. I've never kicked a ball in my life, but it was a great position to have been to have been given by Coach Madden and uh we all feel like we've lost a friend, even the people who, who never met him, the viewers, the folks who he was on the highways and byways with across America. Uh, we lost a guy who everybody loved, and he was your friend, even if he didn't know him and you didn't know him. Um, that's just how great he was. We're going to miss him. Tom, as always, thanks for your time. We head into the final week of the season, and we will talk to you next Monday night. Great. I look forward to it. I appreciate it. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a great night. That's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. Let's Go is brought to you by FTX. Download the FTX app right now and get started in the crypto game. Our thanks to our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Production assistance by Harris Favishoff. And to our sponsors, who we're grateful for. Morton's, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, FTX, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.